Hello, everyone. Nate here, back at the top of the episode to drop a little bit of information about our socials. You can find us now on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at The Rolled Standard. You can also email us at theroldstandardgang at gmail.com. If you have any questions or concerns or want to suggest a game for us to play in the future, you can also find us individually on Instagram if you want to see what any of us are up to or just want to talk to us directly. At Rolled Standard Dice is me. At Cannibal.Chris is Chris. At Vonhaus, H-A-U-S, is Jake. And at Aaron underscore Hume is Aaron. With all that out of the way, I hope you've been enjoying the show. Cheers, and don't sniff glue. So welcome back to the World Standard. Today we'll be reviewing the one-shot for Depths of Drasted. I was the GMDM keeper. I am Aaron. I was, I, I am Chris, and I was Chris, um, and I was Wagner Lionheart. God. Uh, Jake, and I was uh, Slow McCord, the uh, touchy father. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Nate, I was Chance Devro, and I was the doorman. Yes, you were. Uh, Sneaky doorman. I enjoyed nobody the- gave you a tip. No, oh, yeah. no, that fucking bastard. But I got the fuck out of there, so I don't have to <laughs> yeah, care. Yeah, he dipped. Oh, that's right. I bet he just stands outside the door now. Yeah, lets people in or not. And the doorman. <laughs> oh, he got trapped, but he's, he's no, no, now, no, no, no. Like he didn't make it on time, and now he's just stuck as as the the guard of the front, the front room. Yeah, he stands at the other side of the bridge. Bullshit. Yo. We're not making this part. Canon. Oh, there it is. <laughs> Aaron said I escaped. <laughs> Fuck off. Yeah, fair enough. Sure. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> not in my head. I was cannon. putting words in his mouth too. He's like, sure, okay. Now it's canon. I want a head cannon. <laughs> <laughs> um, so how did you guys like the game? It was fun. It was a lot of fun, actually. Yeah. I, I really enjoyed playing it. And it was like, even though there was a lot of mistakes in the book itself, like it was poorly put together or we're just missing shit in the one kit that you got. But no, there was a it lot was, that was missing. There were printing errors. Yeah, it was definitely some printing errors. And I was trying to be open about the printing errors as no, that's we were great. going. Honestly, I think it, it it's really it's a good game even with those errors because of that. You and for someone like me, I, I don't know, for a new person and being able to actually change up some of the rules because it's so open, either by purpose or mistake, but you know, rape wasp, uh murder hornet <laughs> and what was the other one? Grave grave beat? It was <laughs> Grave Hornet, Wasp Hornet, and then there was another point where they were talking about the exact same thing. Tomb and, yellow jacket. Yeah, it was too much. Uh, yeah, Grave Bee. Yeah, Grave Bees. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I like, I like how open the game was, even with its flaws. It felt like it had its own own really good personal experience. So it's a game that I'm going to remember. I, well, I, I think that we do a lot of that as well. That's true. The memories, of the, the, a lot of times the fun you had was because you, you made it fun. But right. yeah, like having having fun with and even just like the n- different names of insects was really fun. I like Because I edit it, I get like way more than you, you get guys. to hear it yeah. all yeah. again. Yeah, um, to be reminded exactly what it was yeah. that was said. And um, it's crazy because like uh, I feel like through this we've like we laughed so much. Yeah, it, like obviously like what's out on the uh, on the feed right now is just like mostly me, Chris, and Aaron. True, but we've done a lot of recording of other things uh, that Jake's already been a part of. I think we've talked about it already, and. Um, 
we do a lot of laughing through that stuff too, but I don't know what it was about the characters that we were playing or the setting that we we're playing in or whatever, but we laughed so much. Like through this whole thing, I, I enjoyed going back through it. I think yeah. it's because it was a one shot because in the Monster of the Week series, we actually have like a, an ongoing multiple things happening. Right. Yeah. And you're more of an emotional anchor in that series. Oh, for sure. I have no fucking emotional stake to you guys when I'm Chan Stavro. Uh, yeah, I I yeah, that was very clear. Yeah. <laughs> I like being the meathead. It, it was, was great. That was, that was I never played that kind of character. And no, it was... the best part was uh, the the meta champion. Yeah, <laughs> like you're a paladin of the meta. Yeah, he's just a fighter though. <laughs> I know. He's just so aware of how he's like. He's, like, he's so I... good on his tactics. He's like broken through like the rules of reality. <laughs> oh yeah, and, you the know, end, fourth wall. The end blew yeah. my mind when you're like, "Take me!" I was like, "What? No way! That's yeah. awesome." Yeah, no. Well, I figured considering what's, I was thinking about what was happening. I was play, I was like RPing hard, right? And that's what we should be doing. I'm, yeah, I, I mean that's how you play it. Um, but uh, I was thinking like I'm standing in this room. Uh, in this place that I fought this thing, and this place is like bleeding this green crap everywhere, and it's just like raining it inside. And I'm just like, there's no escape from this. I thought about our path out, like climb up the rope again, and and then like jump across the bridge. And I'm just like, so I'm like, yeah, there's probably no way out. And he's like, this is my fate. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking the same thing. Honestly, I was well, like, well, <laughs> I'm already fucked. Like the the rest of the world is not going to accept me. I have maggots crawling out of my flesh. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great point. <laughs> I, that's, that and a, a scorpion tail, dude. That's plus, a, I can control like a locust. So, they're like a swarm of flies. Yeah, yeah. yeah there's no way I'm going to be accepted back well, into regardless, the real world. It's the, the like, I think it's the dopest way to leave it. To be honest, it's uh, creepy. Father Sloan turns into the the uh, avatar of the slime. Right. Um, Wagner is his. The paladin of the slime. No, yeah. The great thing is, is I, I never actually got touched by it. No, you <laughs> no, did. You did when we killed that fucking rat king, though. Well, at the end, because it was I mean, pouring got, from the ceiling. True that, but I mean, like through all like all the perils yeah. and all the st- yeah. yeah. The weird never thing. once. That's no. why I was like, oh my god, I was he's not going to escape. I'm, about the, I'm the champion of the slime. Yeah. Is really what he no, is. No, that's true. Because he's like he he made it. He he ran the gauntlet. Yep. And survived it without yep. getting like that would explain why you would be accepted not as just like part of the slime. You would have your own individuality, but you're still being controlled by the slime. Oh, I like that. Yeah, <laughs> I still want him to be a centaur though. I knew, you, I, yeah. So he still has a centipede leg. Well, I'm sure because dude. every time he touches you, it does something. Spoilers right. though, dude. If we ever come back to this setting, because I I would love to see how that would turn out. Because getting chance out of there on the on the very sm- in the very Small likelihood that Chance gets out. He's like a perfect in to going back to that place. Oh, yeah, just some weird mutated guy in the back alley of some weird town. And these other characters come across him. And then he like sends them on this quest to find a cure because he thinks I probably had a cure on me. That's why I took that vial. I mean, that's good backstory for that. But would he assume that you made that scorpion nub? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And then more horrible things, maybe? Probably. It's a good chance. It's like Saw, like the first Saw movie. Like you see him leave the room, you know. Yeah. The doctor, and then in the second, the end of the second, when you see his body, like a couple, just a couple of feet on the hall. <laughs> it's like that. Yeah. He's yeah, just like, like he, right he's after. He's just hanging from the rope <laughs> by the neck <laughs> somehow. <laughs> no, I really liked it. I think it was the it was the atmosphere of the game, the way it was set up, everything that was involved, and the story that it was telling, and just the creepiness. Yeah. It wasn't horror. But it was creepy as fuck to be walking around. Well, I, and I say that because I felt like I was in it. 
So to be walking in that world and imagining it was just like, I think the second time we re-recorded, I, I actually was kind of nervous about doing anything. The first oh, episode, man. I know. The and first episode, I was like, "Yeah, bud, kick that fucking door in. Let's <laughs> yeah. fucking do this shit." Yeah. Second episode, I'm like, "Dude, I have a tail." It made me. It made me laugh Let's so hard. Let's not do this. Yeah. It, it made me laugh so hard to see you panicking about the fact oh, that oh, the giant closet. Yes, yes. Yeah, oh my god. Man. <laughs> because beforehand, you roll, and we're just like, "Well, I mean, you believe it." Chris is just like, "Yeah, I mean, do you believe it?" And well, you're like. <sighs> Somebody else look. Um, yeah, you literally said that. I'm gonna, I'm gonna be. He's like, Chance, you want to come take? It's like, well, you, you deal with your closet, buddy. I'm taking, a, I'm taking care of this room. <laughs> and he just like sits there and he just takes a moment and stares at a closet. Yeah, I did take time to ref- uh, like I needed real world time to think about what I was gonna do. <laughs> like I don't know what the hell is in there. More fucking uh, ghoul rats. No, Damn near. rape wasp. Yeah. Even worse. Yeah. <laughs> and then when you told us what they do. <laughs> oh god. Yeah, so everything like with the the backstory of this game was just amazing to me. Yeah. Cuz they even went so detailed for those wasps. I don't maybe they're a real monster that they just put in the game. But... I don't think so. Okay, no, but that they, was they badass. The way them. like they infect you and if you die, you just explode into another one. There there's know. there are other types of creatures in Dungeons and Dragons that have kind of similar effects i mean not necessarily like yeah but i don't play no no that's what i'm saying yeah i know there's games out there like no 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 no, like there's other monsters and stuff i understand that but this game in in particular like hit home rolling a d10 (laughs) to get a random mutation that was also pretty cool no that was crazy as hell too mutation table uh temporary insanity table yeah Yeah. even with the flaws they they did some really cool things with this that's exactly what i mean is that like uh i think jake would Really enjoy Call of Cthulhu. Yeah, I oh I know you will, <laughs> for sure. Oh no, but, no. Um, if we ever play part three, yeah. Uh, what I was saying is that um, there are other creatures and other abilities that, like, once you are reduced to zero hit points, something happens to you. A lot you, of them make you them, That's turn you into something, or uh, disintegrate you, or something like that. That's having weird. having insects impregnate you yeah and then explode out of your brain or whatever the fuck it was <laughs> i'm like okay yeah that's that's a ridiculously brutal way to do that death mechanic so uh it's great that you were like like really enjoying that moment because uh you know as i just go through my days i just read core rule books for different games and mm-hmm. just kind of read them cover to cover nowadays and i'm currently reading the alien uh, oh no the, yeah which actually won the any for best game last year really yeah nice. actually number two was merc borg so those I think are on our short list. Yeah, but um, cool. anyway, I've been reading the the uh, the cinematic starter guide, right? It's like 180 mm-hmm. pages, I believe, 160. Some, um, and there's two ways to play that game, you know, cinematic and then campaign. Cinematic is meant to be a one shot, like a movie. In our case, probably like a three shot. Oh, sure, you know? sure. Um, but uh, and then campaign play is obviously your long term games where you can, the rules are a little bit different, uh, which is interesting. But uh, there's like a table for what the alien, what the xenomorphs will do to you, and like there's a. Uh, there's critical injuries, um, so like you roll a d66, which is literally two d6s in the list. Obviously, doesn't include like 17. Okay, I gotcha. Yeah, um, and uh, like the last four on that list are all instant death. <laughs> oh god! <laughs> but it's a very crazy system. I think you would really enjoy that. So that sounds. Great. You want to see us play that? Let we us can know. Email us at the rolled standard gang. Yeah, at, at gmail dot com. Yeah, exactly. So, alien the role playing. That sounds actually really good. So. Let's talk about some of these. Uh, uh, we've already brought it up. Some of these weird 
inconsistencies and things that are oh happening my God, in this it game. It was so bad, like uh, controlling your scorpion tail. It's like you can use this as using, a weapon. Following these rule sets, colon, nothing. Nothing, yeah. nothing at all. And I think there are other abilities that... Uh, like I'm sure that there were supposed to be stats for you know the poison from the scorpion stinger, the actual damage from it, if you're proficient, which we decided you were not. Then there's other things that uh, that that ended up being very strange too. Like in a obviously, oh the map, the pulpit, that was another one. Right. Yep. If it's supposed to be a secret area, don't clearly label it on the map that you're supposed to put down so your players know what the fuck they're looking at. <laughs> right. It's like <laughs> oh, that's very true. Or like, at least instructions like, hey, right, cover the shit. Hey, by yeah, the way, get a motherfucker nice. ready. Um, also the cultists, the bottom um. Second paragraph of their last ability was another paragraph of the tomb wasp. Yeah. Or oh yeah, that was super hornets. strange too. Yeah, grave hornets. I can't remember. Yeah. <laughs> well, it grave depends where in the book you're reading. Yeah. Right, right. Um, it's 2020. They can identify however they want. Dungeon dragonfly. But then there's uh, there was other things too, like things that we had talked about after everything was done. I think a good example was the acolytes. They had two different attacks that you can choose from. They did the exact same thing. They did exactly oh, the but same. But I'm willing to bet, though, that the the dagger would have um, activated that second paragraph, the mystery second yeah. paragraph. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, sure. It's if the it only reason there. that you would do that. That makes sense. Yeah. Well, uh, what what's there? The Im- the information given is they have the same exact damage with two different weapons, either a dagger or a giant claw. I think the only actual mechanical difference was they had like a plus five with the dagger and a plus seven with the claw. I, I think so, you even said it was like a. Plus. I think it was the same two, actually, weren't they? I can't remember. I know there but was a reason. I know that, that there was I like bludgeoning using... and piercing damage, though, was the was the was like the big sure. mechanical difference. But I, I'm pretty damn sure that. I mean, I'm just guessing because we don't know. Right, we don't but, ha- currently have the book right here. No, that's true. Um, and uh, that ending paragraph that's taken up by the uh, grave hornet stuff could have been something that had to do with the dagger. That yes, yeah, 100. percent Um, so we'll. It seems we'll never know what that was supposed to be. Unless I pre-ordered and I got some fucking super rare misprint. In which case, if someone at home has this, please email us at theworldstandardgang at gmail.com. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, I haven't seen a whole lot of coverage of this game. Um, yeah. So if you also have played this, let us know. That's a big one. Yeah, I I haven't seen anything, really. We want them feedback, yo. It's an interesting, definitely an interesting setting. I, I can agree with that. I was reminded of the Ghostbusters 2 a lot during just this. The I, line. I can yeah, I, get that. I can imagine that. I just uh the narration was all great. All of it was yep. very, very well written. I specifically tried to go slow and a little deeper and make it spooky. Yeah, but... that's yeah, that's and that's huge. As soon as you started talking the very first recording session for this, I was already like, Oh, this is this is gonna be good. It's like I mean, this it's is just... like an old timey radio show. Yeah. It's great. But then there's the duality of it where we're Assholes. Fucking clowns. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. I I feel like everyone has come to expect that kind of. I don't know at true. this point. Yeah. No. Yeah. 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 Well, I, I mean, also, for me, my narration. Listening myself at home later, I talk like I have a mouthful of marbles. <laughs> you do. I do. I apologize, but fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think you say both. I I have to listen. I have to listen to that stuff far more than anybody thinks, and uh, I. Never have a problem with it. 
How did you guys feel about the magical items that? Uh, oh, they that were we baller. They were OP as hell. Yeah, they were ridiculous. Um, that too. <laughs> but but uh, but fun. The ring. I think what we did with the ring was great, and I think the way it ended up was great. Oh man, it was so funny. Two out of three. Yeah. Oh yeah, because <laughs> I fucking dropped it like I said I would. And that was yeah. a good call on your part to make a dex roll for that, because that was something we randomly decided to do that wasn't right. scripted. Yep. You guys threw, and I feel like we're in combat. We do this to you quite a bit, Chris. Every day. Is you guys <laughs> threw me for a couple of loops. And it's like this yeah. is completely unscripted. Um, okay, give me dex check or strength check or whatever. Sure, but I think I did kind of okay with that. You did that. fine, nice, yeah, perfect. You made good calls. Every one of those was a good call. Uh, it was, I don't think there was anything where I was like, no, not like that. Like, no, you can't do that. No, I don't think I ever did that. <laughs> you bullshitter. No, I I really enjoyed that mostly because I knew right away that if I had made the decision because. I guess there was a world where I could like disengage and get close to Sloan so that on his turn he could just take it from my hand and use it. Yeah. But I knew that Sloan didn't have good dexterity <laughs> and I was you like, fucking bastard. let's see how this goes. <laughs> Keep it the moment. Yeah. I, 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 I knew it. I, especially after I rolled, I rolled a natural one and hit you mm-hmm. with it. Yeah. <laughs> Instead, no, Chris. No, you, you shot me in the back. No, that was me throwing a dagger, sir. Oh, yeah. that's right. So you hit shot, him too? I shot. You get me with the ring. <laughs> yes. <laughs> all all oh, of that's the damage. Right. Of it. So this massive like like spectral bull comes out of the ring and just fucking <laughs> bowls me over. <laughs> just tramples you. Yep. So de- oh, it's actually a demon. All charges uh, too. It was like yeah. a horned beetle. Oh, that was a horned demon. No, I said horned I don't beast. Beast? Oh, oh. okay. Yeah, yeah, splitting the diff. Yeah, no doubt. Um, <laughs> I've seen a demon no, beetle. Be and like it, it was just such a great moment to be like, I get deflected with the ring in my hand, and it just shoots straight at you. <laughs> actually, so yeah, that was actually not two out of three. That was one out of three, and Minus, one of those three kind of negated mine. So yeah, it was a straight fail. Zero. <laughs> the ring was no use to us. I didn't die though. I took a heavy damage. Yeah. I was like mitigating HP hard there. Oh, it was, I fucking nailed that. If on that last <laughs> attack by the boss, if I had actually attacked instead of using the fancy thing I wanted to, where he just disappears and teleports through the ether 30. Oh, feet, sure. Oh, right. Yep. If I had attacked and I had hit, maybe you would have gone down. I think I had like. Uh, I, I know think, you were close. There was a chance where like I could survive another one, but it could take me down. Yeah. You know, depending was, on your it was, depending on the damage. It was like nine or ten HP or something like that because he had Yep. That was directly after you. his thing. Yeah. And then we had a whole round again before he came back. So I think I think I recovered enough where I could have been fine. Mm-hmm. But I could also have not. I had already gone down. I believe. True. I can't remember either. Yeah, somebody did. I think I went down and And then I slapped some booty. Yes. Yep. Just yes. playing bongos on them cheeks. Yeah, there like it was, there was a good chance right that away. this could have been it was really right away cuz I got I, that's why I had to move up so fast was because you went down so right away I had to go slap some booty. I think he had five or six attacks on me that yep. round. Yeah. Like oh, that's a cool mechanic for that uh character too. Like something that I had never seen before myself was um how did it roll work? a d6 cuz it's you get d6 attacks. Yeah. And then you can either, you know, do the single attack, which nobody's going to do if you have the option to do a multi attack. Oh yeah. I mean, why? <laughs> You, you get to roll a d6, and your option, your lowest option is that same. Right. Yeah. No. Yeah. And then nobody reading that, I think, is ever going to think that. Like, no. Like, oh, I'm going to do this. It's like, no, you're going to do that thing that allows you to do that at least once. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, there are a couple of times where he rolled low and we got lucky, but like, otherwise, I think both, I think both Chance and Wagner got hit with like five and sixes. Yeah. We got some, we got some heavy hits. 
And it makes sense the way they decided to do that too. You know, it was just like random parts of it doing it. Mm -hmm. So like it could have right, been a random was... amount of times it happens. Mm -hmm. I'm also curious as to like what they ever like building it, what they expected we might do when it came to resting. Because that's one of those Good things question. too. Like we had we had rested twice, mm -hmm. short and long, uh, well, long and both longs, both long rests. And uh, I, I'm I'm curious about where they expected a party of people to be and if they were going to rest or where they would or how many times they might going through that entire thing because like we like there's a good chance we could have made that like far easier than it was supposed to be if there was ever supposed to be like some kind of encounter that interrupted that kind of stuff i assume there wasn't anything written in no. there about that but i mean i don't know there was a part in this one i completely pulled out of thin air while we were playing where uh you guys were taking watch for i believe it was your second long rest and I'm just sitting here rolling 20s. Like, oh, yeah, give me a perception test. I was just making shit up. Oh, I've done that before. <laughs> just to fuck with y'all. Yeah. No, that's, a great, that's, a great, that's a great idea. That's good. Fucking work. Yeah, I do that all the time. Not all the time, but I do it occasionally. Every once in a while, I'll be like rolling for something or like asking you questions. It leads nowhere. Right. <laughs> I love doing that because it keeps the players on their toes. Exactly. Yeah, it, creates, it creates suspense. It creates distrust. I'm doing uh, that often. <laughs> <laughs> and whenever I have done it, you haven't noticed. <laughs> yeah, well. Or actually, I probably told you, actually, when I do do that in any game. Couple times. That's very possible. I'm usually like pretty candid about what we do after the fact. That sword. Yes. That Sloan used. Oh yeah. Holy fucking shit! What an amazingly overpowered like li like for this level. Weirdly enough, like doing that amount of damage uh, as a just a bonus round thing that you can do all the time mm -hmm. is actually really dope for pretty much any level. But yeah, and any character. Yeah. It'd be good for anybody because mm -hmm. that's a lot of damage. But for this level. Turned it into something that was like so much more OP. Yeah. No, and the screaming little children. Oh, yeah, you made that weird as hell. <laughs> no, not screaming, laughing, oh, giggling. Yeah, giggling. giggling. <laughs> yeah, that was weird as hell. That was good though. I don't know why it reminded me of like they're from the ghost. Yeah, well, With yeah, Whoopi Goldberg. <laughs> I just gave him voices. That's right, he did. Oh yeah, that's right. Okay, I I remember the narrative now. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. Patrick Swayze. <laughs> no, that thing was crazy. Yeah, it was pretty wild. I don't know if we used it correctly, but also I really wanted to use it. I feel like you did that right because it says you can use that. And look what ended up happening. I became the slime lord. Right. So That's what happens. I got That's what you get for badass fucking... Now my, now my little demon children are just green shadows. Oh, and my they have God. A There's so many of them. I, I don't throw think another I can do metal that. reference in. You can use that tornado of souls every bonus round. Tornado of souls. Oh. I <laughs> see what you did there. What band was that? I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> Is it Kiss? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, it was. It's Smashing Pumpkins, Jake. Come on. For like two months. Chris is, Chris is nervous, smiling, trying not to stab us. <laughs> no, actually, I was hoping nobody asked me because I don't know either. <laughs> oh, shit. Megadeth. Oh, okay. Well, to be fair, it's 2020. Yeah, Megadeth's not really metal metal anymore. No, it's still. If it's anything, that metal. was my second guess. Something to do with death and being large. <laughs> That's totally what Megadeth is. Big death. Big yeah. death. Big was, die. Was, hey, death. you ever hear that band, Big Die? Big die. Big die. Yeah, with the the so hurricane of uh, like people's late. lives. <laughs> hurricane of people's lives. <laughs> yeah, totally. Fucking. There's some straight rockin', late 90s rockin', new metal. Yeah. Oh, my God. Big yeah, die. They've also got that song about that slow mud. 
what were we talking about before this? Your tornado sword. of soul sword. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Really cool sword. I really like it. Was that two d six or four d six? Two two d six. Two d six. Two d six. not that powerful. It's not like crazy, no. but no, when but you it, think about your for normal a cleric, turn damage, especially a cleric. Uh, I don't uh, know. I like two d six is pretty reasonable for a fifth level anything really, especially as a bonus action type thing. And it could do it to everybody. Oh, the bring, oh, area of effect is pretty big. Because I was going to say, yeah, like, just casting your, your normal damage. Right, your normal turn damage or, you know, healing or whatever. And then your bonus action, you're just yeah. automatically going to do 2d6. Yeah. Yeah. Unless you're going to cast something like... Right, unless uh, you're doing something else. Healing word or uh, spiritual weapons, great. Because uh, you can do pretty much the same. Just use a bonus action to move a weapon and do it. It only does it to one creature but it goes from like 1d8 plus your wisdom to i don't know every level it adds a d8 i, think. I don't know man once i got that sword and those flies oh that though. well that's that's what i mean is like <laughs> that that sword's way like really crazy powerful for a level five character like sloan yep i was i was basically a dps and a tank at one point because i i had that those and flies. healers that was like crowd control. and a healer yeah i was dude i was i was just a I was just a druid out there. Just a one-man party. Yep. yep. It was it was awesome. And then to shit on that thing's face more, you're like, pick me! <laughs> I wanted to be the new Rat King. You <laughs> are. And you were. <laughs> you are, you were, and you will be. I don't know. I thought that ring was pretty badass to give to you because you were always pretty much bull rushing everything anyways. So right, yeah. I was like, man, this is way more. I don't need this. I already have this badass sword. Oh, right. man. No, but fuck Chance. Fuck that guy. Yeah, I'm the I only know. one who used that thing, right? <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> hey, you I definitely gave it to the right person. Hey, our, our, our stupid uh, homebrew rules uh, did that one in for That's us. That's actually true. That's 100% true. <laughs> Which honestly, okay. I'm glad you brought that up actually because I, I think. I like the rules. You like the homebrews? I like that. The D4 I and the double like D20? Because if we're going to be doing this, we have to have our own flavor for the games that we play. And I, well, I, I think it should be it. game by game, though. Yeah, because well, you don't want to... Like, oh, so yeah, you're no. going to break mechanics horribly in, with, if we do that constantly. No, what I'm just saying is don't no, yeah. don't take it out completely. So in other words, the D&D 5e home, as, as house rules for D&D 5e, keep them? I, They're not ours. Not necessarily. They're not, they're, well, they're introduced by people who played with us at some point, but... Yeah, like the, the D four thing is um, just explain it exactly like that, and and, the, and just use it for certain. Don't use a shit ton of them, obviously, because we're right. trying to. Those are the only two that we actually have. Yeah, so we had other ones. I think that's the that perfect dropped. amount of weird rules that you also put in, but it doesn't change anything mechanically. It just adds to what could possibly happen. Yeah, it gives you another five percent increasing multiplier mm-hmm. of um, of, of crits, and then uh, the other one is just an, a randomizer as to what a critical miss really is. Yeah. What, what does the actual core rulebook say happens on a, a one? Nothing. Nothing. You know, there's thing as a critical miss. You just there. don't get it. Just the thing that's that doesn't. It. And the critical hit like, is still oh, double miss? dice damage, and that's it. I mean, I think that if it says anything, it is that it's an automatic fail. I think that's like what it no is. matter what your mul- like like if you have a plus seventeen to something and oh, you roll yeah, a natural one, it's an automatic it's, fail. Yeah, you don't critical get an miss. eighteen. Yeah, like if you're trying to do miss. stealth against somebody who's got horrible perception you still lose mm-hmm. in that like i think that might be it but even if that's the case like that's the way that i'd interpret that's, that's still pretty weak though you know no I mean? that's just critical means like something's going on that's true <laughs> something it's, 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 it's more important. pressing yeah it's critical it's all how you read into it and that's good for, fine i mean I'm, i mean for it, it works for dungeons and dragons fifth edition because of the way that it is right if we tried doing this in something like pathfinder it won't work it wouldn't work no, it, everything is way 
because you don't well because they, they they clearly state that a critical success a critical hit success on anything is not rolling a 20 but beating uh, dc's and it's same with the miss yeah the same thing rolling all... underneath a thing so, right, so you rolling one do doesn't that. matter no i mean we you you could but like the, the the rolling a one would probably still work but you already have a negative effect oh, happening they already when fill those in yeah when you're having um oh you're adding on a separate a, a separate critical that is worse doesn't make sense yeah um so another question, uh, one that I had asked when we were doing the Call of Cthulhu review because uh, it it meant nothing in that game, at least up until that point. But um, how did you guys feel about the combat? Um, how how impactful, I guess? Um, um, I appreciated it, just a different perspective on it. Because normally I'm a player, I'm never the DMGM keeper. Now that's true. So yeah, it's got to be a really different perspective for you then too. I, yeah, that's... In all of the years I've done role-playing games, that's the only time I've ever actually ran and been the DM, GM, keeper. <laughs> <laughs> Just insert. Just, you know, pick the right one. Yeah, you. that's what he's doing. He's giving you, op- you options. I'm going to leave them all in. So. <laughs> yeah, of course you will. <laughs> well, that's why I started it, <laughs> saying it that way. The list is going to get longer and longer. That's, that's actually a really good point. Something that um, I guess I really didn't uh, think about being like a almost constant player myself as well. I I was only in a, uh, only ever in charge of one game and that was a home game that we had done and that was uh I don't know. I I feel like those are so much more low stakes. They were <laughs> in, com- well, they in were. comparison in every way. It's a whole new perspective for me. Um I appreciate the work that you put in, sir. Oh, thank you. It's uh quite a bit more than just sitting there waiting and going. Yeah. Oh my you god! You have to know exactly what's happening in mm-hmm. what places, absolutely. Um, and it's even more when you have to create all of that. Yeah, I'm just a oh, tall sure. toddler, so like, <laughs> I have a pretty wild imagination. So I got I got sucked in right away. Well, then, embod- but, but for me, as an impactful combat, I guess it was more impactful because I knew we were basically trapped, because the only way out was across that fucking bridge again, and I. Didn't want to deal with that, and the story was driving us to a certain end point. True. Right. So it was impactful because everything that happened had a weird side effect. The mutations, the, the even going into rooms, like that room full of the, all the bodies and shit. Oh, that yeah. was weird as shit, and there was nothing in there. Yeah, that was never explained in the book, by the way. It was just a barricaded door, a barricaded and locked door. Right. With a room full of bodies and a bunch of empty wine bottles. But it leaves it open. It it, it seems like a bunch of people went in there. Jim Jones drank themselves, themselves to death. Jim and Jones so it themselves. adds to the story. They didn't have to put anything in there. Right. That right there is just but story that room being is told. Jonestown. Yeah. Yeah. Or, or the Iron Range. Yeah, true. Well, I think they like came into this place, got attacked by something or the slime or something. And then were like, fuck, nope, hiding in this room for a while. And then just drink what we got. And then they died. Yeah, just a, a fear. Probably. Or the survivors from whatever happened initially with that experiment or whatever, because we talked to those students. That was pretty impactful too. Just that whole setting there. Well, that's what I was. That combat. Yeah. Wow. I was not. Ex- I knew that a couple of them were going to join together, but I didn't think the whole poltergeist movie scene was going to happen where he's ripping his face off. Right. It's a. Uh... They actually call that the face melter in the book. Oh, cool. oh man. Which That's is amazing. A, which is also a term for a very good solo. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. That fight was, I thought that fight was really good. I really enjoyed that fight. I enjoyed every bit of that interaction. Yeah, every fight was good. There was a whole lot of information that you could have pulled 
from those students. Yeah, oh, you asked the, the right. prompts were so like I don't know. <laughs> right. I yeah, we like had a we were, of them. Yeah, I felt like we were hitting pretty good with our questions, but they weren't leading anywhere. Right. It's just off the top of my head. It was essentially that they were students. Was one point of it was. Oh yeah, we got that. They were students of the repository who tried to take over by performing this forbidden dark ritual, and then the Dark Lord or Dread Lord, depending on where in the book you were reading. <laughs> but that one actually might have been me just talking. I might have said Dread, and it was actually dark. I think that that interaction was great the way it went because of because of the improv moments that we got out of it. Like any time that we were sitting there talking, and Chris made the motion to turn around and be like, "Just hold on a second, boys," <laughs> and, the, and then thanks for waiting. Yeah, was, and then turn fun. back around. It it had like and be like, "I'm okay. We're gonna kill him." <laughs> it had this amazing like Adult Swim feel to it, <laughs> where it's just like. What the fuck is actually happening right now? Like, I feel like all those guys were just sitting there, like, very watching Hunger Force. Yeah. No. Oh, yeah. Just standing around, just like, guys. <laughs> Sidebar. <laughs> like, uh, bro. And then, like, as soon as they start moving, that's when you turn around and you're like, just one more minute. I appreciate you waiting. It was the weirdest, like, high tension moment for me. We're very Scooby Doo as a group. Yes. No, oh because think about Scooby Doo minus the the kids, right? It's a serious situation relatively going on. There's a guy kind of killing people generally, or something's horrible is happening like that. Yeah. And then these goofballs show up, and then just like <laughs> they handle it true, but like kind of yeah, idiots. They're running, they're running through doors to theme music. And yeah. Then, I mean, I feel like that's kind of what we do. Absolutely. We, and regardless of what game we're playing, or, absolutely, which is fine. The setting that's is how, that's who we are. It, it's really like the setting is a. A very serious horror movie, and then literally, and then there's us, and yeah. then it turns cartoons into... <laughs> walk into the screen. Think about um, a poorly recorded VHS where you recorded over a horror movie with cartoons, but it didn't take. Oh god, so just overlapping. I was just yep. thinking this like horror movie Space Jam. Well, I was just thinking. I'm trying to think of something <laughs> that I know happens in the future with us that I can't mention without spoilers, and this is fine. You can leave this in okay. because. Think about the last thing that we did with the last game that we played, right? Ooh. And all I have to say is sausages. Oh yeah. See what I mean? Or, or <laughs> and then you'll you'll know exactly. I really hope I'm gonna I'm gonna say this, and then you guys aren't gonna know what I'm talking about. You at home, but when you do, you do. <laughs> but think of the Bichon freeze. <laughs> oh no! Just like the majestic. The majestic. Oh, but, the oh. majestic Bichon freeze. Oh, it really freeze. is too. But think oh. of that though. Like that's goofy as hell, and the situation very serious. Yeah. And the cows. Cows. Mm, yes. So I mean, and I really hope that once you get to that episode, eventually, which um, will be probably a few months for you guys, and then it'll be like a light bulb explodes above your head and showers glass into your eyes. All seven of you. That sounds horrible. Mm. Okay, Jake, I, I did want to ask you this: being like a new player and everything, um, to most tabletop games, um, you've played a couple of things with us here and there, but um, how is jumping into being a cleric like? Because that's like um, a very weird style of play for somebody to jump into fifth edition like almost playing none of it before that i like slapping booty so it was easy <laughs> <laughs> i don't know it, it didn't i don't know uh normally anytime i do play any kind of rpg game i'm either just uh roguey super snipey with the bow or i do like the traditional paladin thing and i felt like because you were gonna you chris were going to be a plane in this and you rarely get to play and then um i don't know i just kind of wanted to play off of what you guys were doing okay. so I, I i 
stepped into it like, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing, but it it's easy to grasp. I mean, you guys had to talk me through how the spells worked, but you're a great source of knowledge to begin with. And it, it's just, I don't know, it was a lot easier than I thought it was going to be to step into that role. Plus, we started off at level five, right? We yeah. Did. Yeah, so, I mean, I got a little boost on everything. But the weapons and equipment provided in the game, if you took the chances to find them, you could outfit any character to do anything. Like, as soon as I got that Sword of Souls, man, I, I was doing damage right up there with you guys. Yeah. yeah bonus sure. actions. So I could heal. I, like, I, I became a really good healer because of the bonus items I got, especially in the very last fight yeah. against the Rat King. I had those fucking flies surrounding me. And we use that to our advantage. Yeah. Oh, yeah, the distraction stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. That. So, I mean, because of the game and how, how it played out, it was really easy to be a cleric as a first-time player. <laughs> so, no, I that don't makes know sense. If, if, if... I mean... Yeah. Before I got those abilities, though, and before I even used the sword, it was challenging. I had to really think about what I was doing because I knew you were our tank, but you were also rolling really, really well. So I never... Uh... To me... <laughs> to me, as a new player, it looked like you were doing really well. So I was like, well, when the fuck should I heal this guy? Should I I just waited for your cue? Because right. I didn't want to ask. Like, Oh, yeah. You didn't make it very obvious at all where you were at with health most of the time. I told you my exact numbers. No, I... I, <laughs> I, I well, well yeah. when it got really close there, especially. But otherwise, yeah, I can I can see where he's coming from as like the dude that's if you think coming it, into a game like, oh, I'm the healer. And you're like, all right, we're going. And you're just getting beat to shit. He's like... Well, if you think about it, you wouldn't know in real life. Like, Should if I, a guy's right. still pushing to, like, he's about to die, but he's still got that strength, he's going to keep going if he's that kind of guy. You can sort of see people. You can you can see people's damage if you think about it, though. Well, yeah, no, I'm just saying, off, like, like, as a... <laughs> okay, well, put yeah. it this way. If I was a first-time cleric in the game, too, like, right, right. Sloan had never touched booty before in his life. <laughs> That's basically how it was for me. He's a pretty okay. good cleric for a dude that's never touched booties. Uh, well, yeah, we, we all survived. Very true. So... I mean, I, feel I mean, like in, I a sense, I guess. in a sense, I guess. <laughs> if you want to call it in that. the best sense, we we were we were we were in charge of our own destinies there. Yeah, yeah. that's all really what surviving it, is. It was an adventure, and that's what it felt like. So it was really easy for me to be the cleric because I had two other people with me, and well, I could rely on them in in the game. Yeah, not, it is not nice like, not having to like prepare your spells and stuff either when they when they're like these are the ones that you know. Yeah, because yep. clerics have to do that stuff all the time, and I mean, like when you're leveling as a cleric, it's fine because you get to understand it way easier. And yeah, like, we what had those you character sheets. Do. But those character yeah, they had sheets were great. Like really great little pre-generated character sheets. For me, when I'm a player, I fucking hate spell slots. <laughs> yeah, I think I've everybody said it before, knows. <laughs> I will say it again. I fucking hate them. Yeah, having to manage that shit. Mm -hmm. I I like I like the management of them. I like being like like a bard and like okay, well I can. I can sing this song. I can Tasha's hideous laughter this person, but then that's going to take away my ability to, you know, like yep. all that kind of weird shit. I, I enjoy that shit a lot. Um, on the other hand, I've never played a rogue in fifth edition before or anything as far as I know or remember rather. I, I've never done it before and I understand that. Uh, I, I understand that feeling that people get when they play a, a rogue. Did in a way Starfinder operative. Okay, sure. That's, that's a rogue. No, that's true. But I, I haven't got to the point yet as an oper uh, an operative that it feels necessarily like that yet. Right, that's fair. Because you do um, get the trick attack, which yeah. is essentially the, the the same thing as the... But you got to move up so... I don't know. If, I, I guess it felt like I had to move up farther. I guess when I jump into a fifth level rogue, you know. Yeah. But I, I really understand how satisfying a sneak attack is. 
or can be because it made me laugh so hard when uh when i uh when we were fighting the wasps and uh uh i shot my bow and i hit a wasp and i did sneak attack damage but i rolled a one a two and a three so it did like i don't know like 12 ish damage or whatever like when when jake heard it it didn't sound like anything special in comparison to the damage that was happening right next attack sneak attack and it was huge it was like 21 or 24 or something like that and yeah. jake freaked the fuck out. He's like, you bastard yeah. how out. dare you hold back on me my voice even broke <laughs> and no uh, it was amazing it's so funny to me that i'm like dog i'm not trying to I'm keep the this door from man. <laughs> no i literally said before i wasn't just the doorman i was like i do other things i don't just do doors yeah, I know that that was the best part though. Like I'm just some like I'm an old at, well, I'm not old. What was I? 38? Yeah. I'm yeah. a middle-aged No, you cleric. were like 20 something. We all No, were. no, you used No, I was 38. Oh, were you? Yeah. Oh. I was 5 foot 3, 38, weighed 135. He's like, "Huh. I'm a good-looking guy." And oh, then, that's and right. And I read yeah, all that shit. That. Yeah. Yep. No, it was great cuz everyone got kind of got to be a new person. Me because I I don't fucking play, but I want to like reprise that personality regularly. I think <laughs> it's just fun to be the same personality with different voices, just different like game. He's just like a different, you know, not the same name every time. But well, like, he's made us so you can just travel. Yeah, he could just be that guy through dimensions. He's got that. Sink. He's just like an agent in in a like a different game. Where it's just like, hey guys, remember like, me? <laughs> Honestly, you should Your uh, your Wagner voice sounds a lot like when you do All Might. Oh, oh, really? Yeah. When I do it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yep. That's kind of what I was... I guess it kind of was doing all my... That makes sense. It's all, originally, it was like I, the Alex Stagram voice. I also... Minus the H, which is heroism, remember? <laughs> yeah. He's addicted to heroism. <laughs> you know who would go great with Wagner? Who? Wagner? Wagner? That's who? what I was going to say. I, I think it was hilarious that everybody <laughs> just devolved into him being Wagner. Wagner, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you remember his middle name? We established his middle name. Um, Kendall. Yeah, Kendall. <laughs> with an O. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's got the Kendall. Codpiece. Codpiece. Yep. yep. God damn. Oh, man. But uh, the D-Pick, one of the D-Pick members would, would very well fit together with him. You know... Yeah, you'll eventually find out very soon, actually, what the D-Pick is. The D-Pick has not been introduced. Actually, next episode is the introduction to the D-Pick. That's yep. a perfect segue. So we're friend. all going to give you guys a little sneak peek at our D-Pick next week. <laughs> I did a thing! <laughs> yeah, We've really invited you all to view the D-Pick. Yeah, you're all going to take a look at our D-Pick. That's so terrifying. It's a collective D-Pick, too. Please don't send the police to my house. It gets funnier the longer you listen. <laughs> that address is. <laughs> <laughs> no. No. No, that's a, no. Uh, it's like a picture of three toothpicks and a hot dog. Yep. I'll let you guess. I'll let yeah, you guys we'll decide let you who the hot dog figure is. out who's who. <laughs> Nate. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, no, that's actually um, a pretty good segue into it. Uh, we, are, we are moving into the Fate Core system. Mm -hmm. After all this stuff is... Well, I mean, after this episode, actually. Literally I mean, next episode. Yeah. Next episode is, yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, the next episode is the Fate Core review. Or not review, but the... Uh, building. Yeah, the building session. For it. Session zero. Set up or something. It's a session zero. Yeah, well, yeah, essentially. And for clarity? Uh, anyway, I guess that works. Uh, that was actually Jake's first episode recorded with us. Yeah, oh, for sure. So I'm sure which, we'll talk about it in there. Which is a perfect disclaimer that... Uh, the next episode that you're going to hear is an early one in us recording. Yeah. 
So bear with us for like two, three episodes where we start to really find our groove, which we found before you get to Dungeons or Depths of Drastic, excuse me. Yes. Uh, because, we, yeah, we played Fate for like, you're going to get like four episodes of Fate. And then... Uh, uh, I mean, I think it's, are we moving to Monster said, Week. Clarity, that? right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. For sure. No, yeah. So we do four episodes of, of, of the Fate Core system, which is going to be our session zero, uh, two-part one-shot. <laughs> That's how we do them. Pretty much. Um, and then a uh, <laughs> review of it. And then it's uh, we're moving directly into Monster of the Week, which is actually going to be our first long play. Yeah. Uh, we kind of used the Fate Core system. I don't know if we've talked about this before, but uh, we kind of used the Fate Core system just to try it out and see what it was like. Uh, as a jumping off point for character creation for something that we are moving into that will last us probably three, four times as long as oh, anything God. we've done already. Probably, I want to say like a, you could call it 15 to 20 episodes. Something like that. Yeah. yeah. It'll be great. Um, a season. A season. It's really a season. Kind of. Kind of. This is almost a preseason. Ah, this is weird. Weird. Well, this is season one where we don't really know what we're doing. <laughs> and then season two, we're like, we're playing Monster of the Week. Okay. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Things make sense here. So um, the character building and all the stuff that happens in Fate Court is like really uh, involved and... is weird. I, I, I just want to give a it disclaimer as notes. to why it's so short. The character creation stuff that we did for or are doing, the stuff that you're going to hear is really involved with the three characters that we created and um, the more that we talked about doing Monster of the Week, the more it lended itself um, more to that medium, I feel. And um, I hope that everybody listening will agree. I hope that you guys will agree that it definitely helped us expand the characters better and farther. Yep. And I am very happy with what happens I so far. I really like that we tied together the universe oh oh yeah oh right the, the role of the universe right we brought went to us uh, was a better eh. yeah okay. what about a banana <laughs> <laughs> wow. oh yeah this we is should, your first introduction into should, that universe sir we should actually almost call it the standard universe because it sounds really basic like the, the standard, standard universe this is the standard universe <laughs> yeah. the standard well, universe. that's us we're basic bitches yeah oh, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> true but yeah um we brought well we tied Wentworth in because I fucking hate Wentworth, so we didn't actually bring him back. <laughs> um, so, and actually, they've already heard um, in the last live play or the last actual play of Call of Cthulhu, they got a little sample as a, almost a seed of, of, a, of a character. Yeah. Which, uh, if you put the pieces together, then you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah. I don't even know what, what's going on. What? That's fine. It's hard to say. <laughs> listen to the podcast, bro. Yeah, listen to the show. I did. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, was, it, was it Red Jake? <laughs> oh my uh, God! <laughs> sure, Jake. Yeah, sure, buddy. <laughs> no, yeah, sure, Red Jake. <laughs> he was. He was. I swear, he was not based on this. Yours. Is this is pre-murder Red Jake? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not red yet. Pre-red Red Jake. <laughs> no, I I know I know where you're he's just about. pink Jake right now. No, um, <laughs> no, I think we got to do just like a little bit of a wrap up here. Four depths of drasted. It's a little different because we're not doing a game system review. Right. Right. It's a module for 5th uh, uh, edition Dungeons & Dragons. We're obviously not reviewing 5th edition because no. that would be a totally different type. It's almost redundant. Yeah. No, <laughs> no almost, doubt. There's no point. Absolutely. <laughs> Storytelling-wise, I feel like it was great. Yeah. Really? I, I think they did an amazing job of um, painting a picture for you to know to go into. Uh, obviously, like we said, we're like fucking horror space jam. It's just car cartoon characters walking into horror Freddy space versus jam. Jason or whatever, you know. 
like we we're the ones who fuck that up <laughs> but but the the painting that that they bob rossed was actually really fucking great yeah uh, i i have to give them all the credit for that because it's a great little experience to just give to somebody for sure so that begs the question then does the depths of drastic was the, the black dahlia murders depths of drastic dungeons and dragons fifth edition <laughs> module meet the rolled standard not the adventure path not the adventure no path. <laughs> That's not the adventure path uh, no Paizo. <laughs> now, this is actually a hard question for me. Same. I'm going to say the only actual negative thing I have is they really should have had whoever edited that book. Yeah, double and triple check that. You know, pay attention to what the fuck you're doing. For sure. Yep. Uh, that being said, things happen. It just needed a little editing, a little clarification. I feel, yeah, I feel like it, it could have easily happened, uh, was overlooked, and then after printing it was like, oh, well, we like, can't well, do it. we already did it. Now. Uh, like I could feel like that's an easy thing out. to not notice. Yeah, it, um, easy out. <laughs> that's what it is, though, in a way. You're like, well, it could have been it, a pain making this game. Done. We don't know, right? I mean, on that, Chris, I know you have the PDF somewhere I in do. your computer. Did yep. you have a chance to look at that and see if those mistakes were the same? I did not. Okay, I thought about it. I feel like they are going. They're going to be. I would assume. I assume the same. Yeah. But you know what um, happens when you assume. You are oftentimes incorrect. <laughs> you say that so often. It's hilarious. Oftentimes. Oftentimes. You say that oftentimes. <laughs> no, the question is actually a little bit harder for me because like, it's not something that, could I see this? Uh, could I see playing in a game where this is a jumping off point for a campaign? I think so. Maybe. I mean, if that's the tone you're trying it to set. It depends on how it ends. That's true. The way we ended it, no, not not really, but kind of. Right. I think that you'd uh, modify the end of it a little bit, where it's like it seems less likely that you're gonna have to deal with a or, horribly mutated yeah. character. Yeah. I mean, I could also see those effects being something that could be taken away by a greater restoration or something like that. Probably because very, because that sounds like a thing yeah. that like oh now you have to figure out a way to live. But this is what I'm saying. Like if you're if you're building a campaign that has this kind of atmosphere. Then that's the kind of stuff that you might have to deal with. Yeah, very d- darkest dungeon. Absolutely. Very grim. And then, like, if you're going to this place at level five, like they have them set up to be, you're not too far away from a greater restoration. So you can figure that out later if that's what you want to do. Or if it's something that, like, for two, three levels or whatever, after you get the point of greater restoration, you could get used to being a centitar or whatever. I mean, or, it, it might be fun to play those weird mutated character. Right, exactly. Very like mutant year zero. Really all you gotta do is kind of like keep the same implication of Doom that the very end of it had, but give it a more definite out. Yeah. Right. That like there's a doorway behind the Rat King. Something. Something. With sunlight shining. Because that could even easily leave you open for like another like Drastid's been quiet for so long and now something's happening and you are the characters that were there fucking everything up, you know? Yeah. You could you could like I think that it has really great potential for that uh, for storytelling elements, but okay, if we're talking okay, if we're talking about whether or not the story itself has potential to play again, I think yeah, yeah, with some adjustments. I mean, it's yeah, I like that's what I'm saying. It's like it's hard for me to decide. The thing is that like the rolled standard is usually used for a new game system, right? Uh, right. Something that we play like that isn't. That we would do on our own time outside of this podcast, like we yeah, we do it like again. we play Starfire. But like Fifth Edition Dungeons and Dragons doesn't meet the world standard. Uh, I mean, not really, not anymore. Not <laughs> no. really. We we moved on. But the module itself, if it came down to me playing, like if if somebody was starting a game, 
would you recommend it is really the thing to find yeah. players. Yeah, the number yeah one thing. totally. Like like I said, it's got a great atmosphere. It's got great narration for the atmosphere that you're in. And, I mean, there's probably a ton of people that... If there was a party that had gone into it that was just super serious and was just all about that deep, dark slime, mm-hmm. I feel like that could have potentially been like a really, really intense thing. But I personally, me... I appreciate the levity that we all bring because that's just who we are as people. Sure. Okay, so then to clarify, if we're talking about the world standard for something like this, like a module, like if we're going to recommend it to somebody or whatever, then right? Um, because it does kind of fall under different parameters than how we would grade an actual different game system. True. I think recommendation is pro- probably the perfect way to think about it. I agree. From that point, though, for somebody who plays 5th edition Dungeons & Dragons, do we feel like this meets the world standard? We Would you recommend it to somebody to play this weird little thing? Absolutely. Uh, yes, with a disclaimer that there's a lot of editing errors. A lot of um, publishing errors. That's true. That's, I mean, that, that, that's a big thing. And that's, that's actually a good way to put it. I would definitely do the same. I would say yes, but listen to our podcast episode about it first. <laughs> well, no, you don't want to give yourself spoilers. What you want is not like we had shitting on myself you want a dm that's going to read the whole thing and do the homework (laughs) well i was just going to (laughs) say tell your dungeon master or or whoever the dungeon master is that you're trying to recommend this to what to look for in the editing errors and then fill in the blanks yourself so you have an answer it literally it has to it doesn't have to be really anything to be honest figure out what you think is fair put it in there and then just go for it i i think that it's a good story mechanically it's it's lacking just that little bit but good luck getting your hands on it. It was a limited edition. They only the made PDF so many copies. is available online. It is? Oh, I didn't know that. I pre-ordered the box set because, you know, I wanted the album and I wanted the module. Of course. And then the, I got an email a few weeks after I got it that the PDF was available for free because I had purchased the, the box set. Uh, and I believe the PDF was for sale. Okay. Well, I, there you go. I, too, recommend it. I, too, recommend <laughs> this. <laughs> I had a lot of fun, and I think I pretty much so, like tried to sell the game anyways just by talking about it tonight because yeah. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, no no doubt. I, I, I agree with that completely. I, I guess I'm more biased to like it because I'm just playing with you guys anyway. To be honest, Like having people that you can role play with is very, very, very fun. Uh, if you find those people, keep them. Yeah. Please. In your basement if you have to. Yeah, like we do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Basements and bastards, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, no. Ooh, it's back. <laughs> No. <laughs> Deep cut. Go Facebook look it up on YouTube. still won't don't let look me it get up. rid of that thing. Don't, don't look it I, dude, up. Dude, I, it up. seven You'll times. see our faces. Huh? <laughs> no. Oh, the videos? Dude, it's hard to find the videos. It is. No, you can find them, though. Yeah, you can. I'm, watching but every, I'm subscribed to them, so, so that's why I, it's easy. I, I, dude, I'm the one that fucking uploaded them. I, know. I can't even find them. <laughs> <laughs> I'll send you a link. No, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I like how the thumbnails show everyone's face but mine. I no, couldn't find true. a good it picture of Doctor Doom. Yeah, yeah, I couldn't find a good picture of you, so I, I put That is Dr. my picture. Yeah, I know. Dude, even now you can't find one. <laughs> nope. Nope. I, my picture is that it actually is a photo of me. It's, but it's just all so heavily digitized. Yeah. It, yeah. All right, guys. Don't look that up. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I guess with all that said, it could have been a better review. Could have been a worse review, for yeah. sure, on either side. But I enjoyed every moment we were in that oozing cesspool. <laughs> Thank you very much, Aaron for uh, running that for us. It was super fun and 
sometime in the future maybe who knows i'd like to run something again somewhere yeah i think that that would be a great time too like aaron said if you want to try and find this it should be pretty easy for you to find a pdf of it whether or not it's free or for sale we recommend it yes <laughs> yeah keep an eye on our facebook page because i may put up a link to it that oh, might be a smart good idea because i need help with I I got all these things and I've been, I've been thinking I'm, about doing stuff with that thing and I might do it. Yeah, I see you rooting around in the in the background. What do you mean? I I get notifications when people are rooting around. I don't, I don't touch anything. Uh, no, like anything that happens. <laughs> That's hackers. So like no, like Aaron Aaron shared a bunch of shit and then it they sent me a bunch. Oh, of I shared. A, I shared. It. Yeah. So That's like all. this is it's really hard to do it when I'm fucking driving across the country. Well, right? don't do it while driving. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have much free time. Let Somebody that be take your takeaway from not this. Free time. Don't text and drive. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that'd be your biggest takeaway. If you learn anything from us. Oh, no, it's a laptop. It's not like what game to play. <laughs> it's that don't text and drive. And I guess the other takeaway that you could get from us is uh, don't sniff glue. <laughs> <laughs> Always a good takeaway. Always. <laughs> <laughs>